0: Welcome to the Community Immunity Podcast. Every month I am bringing you two new guests from the world of spiritual, physical, mental and emotional well-being to strengthen your own immunity, to invite you to awaken the potential within. My name is Lucia Hargasova and I am a Life and Leadership Coach. All right, I am so excited to be introducing you to my next guest, Dr. Alejandro Junge, New York cardiologist, detoxification specialist, best-selling author and founder of Clean Program. Alejandro, you have been part of my life for the last five years and part of my own well-being transformation. I am fully aware that there are millions of people who know your wonderful work including celebrities but for those who don't know you yet how did this exciting journey of transformation start for you and why detox
1: so i was born in uruguay and you know i had a healthy life by default there were no supermarkets and processed foods and my mom used to prepare foods with the recipes from her great grandmother life was very healthy just because it was very healthy. And then I went to medical school. And when I graduated, I moved to New York to do my internship, residency, and fellowship in internal medicine and cardiology. And it was a gruesome time and it was really stressful. And the food was really bad. And initially, I started gaining weight, then followed allergies, first seasonal allergies, and then they became all year round. Then my digestion started turning into a nightmare and I would get bloated and I would have constipation and diarrhea. And and then, you know, the drop that filled the glass was that I started feeling depressed. I started feeling this sense of doom and it was kind of scary because there was nothing to be depressed about if you looked at it from the outside. My life was going great. So... I took a few days off. I went to see a gastroenterologist, a psychiatrist, and an allergist. And I ended up with three diagnoses and seven prescription medications, which did not make sense to me. I didn't want to take pills in order to function. So soon after that, I finished, graduated as a cardiologist and moved to India, to a monastery in India, where I was I went there seeking for peace of mind. My biggest problem was, in my mind, constant, repetitive, pernicious, negative thinking that would consume my energy and take me out of the present time and gave me this sense of sadness or happened concomitantly with it. So, you know, one thing led to another, I, I learned about meditation and I ended up in this monastery in India, mostly with my intention to study meditation, but in exchange for learning there, I had to offer my services. So I offered my services as a doctor, and I was running a clinic. It was a big ashram, and I was running a clinic together with Ayurvedic medicine doctors, Chinese medicine doctors, chiropractors, hands-on healers, Reiki therapists. Massage therapists, naturopaths, you name it. There were, you know, people that go to the ashram have an open mind. So there were (laughs) were a lot of alternative thinkers and alternative practitioners. And without even knowing it, we were running an integrative medicine practice. It wasn't even a thing at that time. This was 20 years ago. So it was an amazing experience. I not only opened my mind to because I saw what they were proposing for each patient, and I obviously knew what I would propose for that same patient. And it wasn't always the same or it wasn't ever the same. So, but I also witnessed how what they proposed once I said, okay, let's do that. I saw the power of herbs and acupuncture and body work and meditation and, you know, many, many, many different modalities. And I got a sense of how these things can be combined. And, and when I had to, you know, put my foot down and say, no, this guy needs to go to the cardiac catheterization lab because he has an unstable angina, which happened one time. Right? So after that, and also even experimenting myself with what my colleagues there from other disciplines would suggest for me for whatever symptoms I let them know that I was having. You know, because the, some of these things were kind of difficult to even talk about, especially my depression. So they gave me different recommendations according to my dosha and this and that, and, and things started improving. But once I returned, after a year, I returned to Palm Springs and took a job in a very busy cardiology practice, I started eating from the hospital cafeteria. I started feeling the stress of only being able to see people for seven minutes. And in in those seven minutes, the only thing I could do was exactly what I hated was done with me. Just, you know, write scripts because here medicine is very, it's thinking about how are they going to sue you? So you don't choose what's best for the holistic health of that person. You choose what is least likely to end you up in court. And actually, this is how they trained us, you know. I remember one of the, you know, the attending physicians, the teaching physicians, the teaching doctors at the hospital where I was training, used to tell us when you write the progress note, you have to write it imagining that you're sitting in court and this is what you know is going to free you or put you in jail. (laughs) So with that mentality, with that atmosphere, I just felt super frustrated and having to do for people what, you know, what I didn't want to do myself for myself. So I didn't know what to do. I was again, gaining weight and again, you know, feeling the depression actually came back with a vengeance. And then and then the irritable bowel syndrome. Until one day, somebody appeared at my door, friend of mine that I hadn't seen for 10 days, and he was a transformed creature. His skin was glowing, he had lost 10 or 15 pounds. He was just different to the point that I was floored, and I asked him, what did you do? And he said, well, I went to a detox center. I said, well, I didn't know that you were addicted. And he said, well, I'm not addicted to what you're thinking. It's not alcohol or cocaine. It's more sugar and gluten and things like that. And I said, well, but so what did you do? And he said, well, come. And it took me 10 minutes away from where I was living in the desert of California to a spa, but it was more than a spa. It was a place where people came from all over the world and they've been coming there for decades in which they put you through a detox program. It's a little bit intense, it's only juicing, it's colonics every day, you know, and, and a bunch of supplements. And the same kind of vibe that I got from looking at my friend, you know, this glow that he had, I could see in everybody because we walked around. There's a big living room, people gather and they, you know, people like to chit chat. But there's also rooms apart. He was showing me around and, you know, I was encountering people and, The more people had stayed there, the shinier, you know, the the more intense the frequency with which they were glowing. It piqued my curiosity as a doctor because, listen, in the end, when you go to the regular doctor, nobody talks about the glow. Nobody talks about the shiny eyes. Nobody talks about the vibrancy, you know, it's blood pressure, cholesterol, blood. So, but I was always interested in those things because... How come I didn't learn in medical school how to make these people shine like they do it in in this spa? What is in the water here? So I met the owner and I started listening from her what the theory behind. And because she wasn't an MD, her whole speech about detox sounded a little bit like a tree hugging grandma that, you know, took a little too much LSD when she was young and now lives in an alternate reality, right? But something in what she was saying made sense. And the most important thing is, crazy or not, the people were glowing. So you cannot argue with results. So I signed up for the program immediately, even though I couldn't stay there as a guest. I would come in and out between my rounds, between my hospital visits, and you know. And I would drink my juices and get my colonics and swallow the supplements, listen to some lectures. And on day 10, I had lost 15 pounds. I didn't even remember what depression was. I didn't breathe that well for the last 10 years when I finished the program. My skin was glowing. My eyes were white. I just felt and looked 10 years younger. And any of the issues that i was given prescription medications for were not even there not even remnants of it and that was it for me i said this is medicine not what i'm doing putting catheters in people's necks and you know so i have to learn what it is that is happening here inside the body that right now looks to me like it's hokey pokey like it's magic But who cares? I mean, if magic does that, then welcome magic.
0: I want to come back to something you said on the beginning of your story about the spiral of negative thoughts, the depression, the mental inclarity, and how you managed to turn this around by something as simple as change in your food habits. How can this have such a huge impact? How is this possible?
1: How could it not be that food affects everything? Because you are the food that you eat. Mm -hmm. So you are not only made of it, right? Your proteins, your carbohydrates, your collagen, your bones are all molecules, minerals. You know, where do they come from? Food. So architecturally, you are what you eat. But but also food is information. So it's not only building bricks, but it's also an instruction manual. The foods that you eat are instructing your body what what it has to do. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that is, because this is a whole design of nature. How does nature work? You know, because animals in the wild don't get sick because they're living and eating what nature designed them to eat. And they are where nature designed them to be. And they're following the rhythms and they're eating what they find, which was put there by nature. So, you know, but we have separated ourselves from nature and we became more vulnerable creatures right mm-hmm. i'll give you an example of the difference between a natural ecosystem and a man created unnatural ecosystem right when you look at a jungle right and even looking at it from above you see it's a sturdy ecosystem you know it's difficult to penetrate you know if something strange comes It'll probably be eaten immediately or killed by a snake or you know, like or a crocodile, or you know. It's a system that has natural ways of defending and adapting and it's sturdy, right? When you look at a corn field, or you know, any field that is planting only one type of of crop, it's an artificial way of a plant growing. You know, it's not a natural way. It wouldn't ever grow for miles and miles and miles, only the same species, right? And that's why it is not a sturdy environment. It's not a sturdy ecosystem, right? Because that's why you need insecticides and pesticides and, and fertilizers and, and all kinds of things. That's not the natural way of happening and the plant in the ecosystem is not as sturdy as strong as stable as the jungle in which you have all this mixture right this variability so the concept is that variability results in stability right now we as as a species we were immersed in this variable variety ecosystem and we would eat There's things that this ecosystem would provide for us. And if you look in history, and even, even nowadays when you look and you see more, less industrialized cultures, you see that they eat all kinds of things, mostly plants. You know, I read recently that there was a time in which we would, we even in America, would eat more than 300 in a family throughout the year, more than 300 species of plants, right? Now it's, avocado, kale, cucumber, cauliflower. This is like 15, 20, that's it, right? So we have extracted ourselves from an ecosystem of variability and stability, and we have become like the cornfields. We are weak, and then so we have to give ourselves all kinds of fertilizers, supplements, and all kinds of insecticides and pesticides, antibiotics, right? Because we are attacked and damaged by, you know, like the plants, the insects coming, now the virus is coming and eating us up, you know? So this is a really important concept because it also translates to things that you can do, right? And I always like to give people things to do because with all these theories, what do people do? They go crazy. But -hmm. if you understand how to apply it to your daily life, then, you know, it becomes useful. And especially in these times, and especially for you, the immunity community, this relates to the immune system so much. Because the immune system in itself is a subsystem, a sub-ecosystem, right? Mm. And the immune system in itself is born, you know, the mother, the womb of the immune system is the bone marrow, where white blood cells are produced. Now, the moment these white blood cells are being produced, they're coming out to a certain environment, which is what? Your blood, your temperature, your pH, the nutrients that are running around, the other cells that are running around. So if these cells come out, they have the ability to transform themselves into, wait, wait a minute, this atmosphere looks like there's a viral infection. So they transform themselves into monocytes. Because you know, the biology reads itself, right? So these cells come out, and then there's a bacterial infection going on, they turn into neutrophils, you know. And if there's an allergy, they turn into the eosinophils. And if not, if there's nothing going on that they need to do right away, they kind of migrate into the intestines. That's where most of the white blood cells that are producing the bone marrow end up deploying. You know, it's like the immune system deploys its soldiers to where there is more chances of crossing the border, right? Where's the border? The intestines. So the immune system is there. Now these cells of the immune system, they stay there for a while, right? Every day, the bone marrow is producing more. Tens of thousands of white blood cells it's throwing it. Not tens of thousands. I think it's tens of millions or tens of billions. I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. So it's producing them, throwing them, and they're also going out and they're turning into what they're turning. And then they go up and end up in the intestine, right? And the older cells start getting damaged and used up. And they collect debris and the toxins and, you know. And then they should die and then be replaced by these new ones. But in mm-hmm. order for that to happen, you have to have the dying system, which is called autophagy. You have to have the dying system for cells, the clearing up system of dead cells or old damaged cells in the body out of autophagia, right? You have to have that turned on at times, right? Because the younger white blood cells can eat the older damaged one, but the process needs to be more than that. So imagine what's going on. For, on one hand, you have all these damaged cells that after some time, they actually start dysfunctioning and causing problems themselves. So those are the autoimmunities and all these things, right? Now, the younger stuff cannot be produced enough because there's nutrients that are lacking, like B vitamins and, you know, and I mean, so there is not enough replacement and clearing up of the old and replacement with the new. So our immune systems are tired and not prepared. So in times like this, that's how so many, so many are getting sick, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Going back to the concept of variability and variety, this is what you can do for yourself and to maximize your chances of your bone marrow producing, your autophagia process to be given an opportunity for all these things is really providing the immune system mostly, but all systems, the nutrients necessary. And the most amount of necessary nutrients are in vegetable fruit, and plants all kinds of plants right mm-hmm. and the more color of plants that you eat the more chances that you are mm-hmm. going to actually provide all the necessary nutrients mm-hmm. like the bioflavins you know like mm-hmm. there's these substances in fruits and vegetables that vary according to their color you know and for example blue and purple color have Flavonoids that or polyphenols that are brain protective, you know. So that's an example of something that you can eat to give you protection in a system that is actually damaged as a consequence of what's happening in the gut. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you had heard about leaky gut. Yes. Leaky gut, leaky gut is also gives you a suspicion of leaky brain, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why mental fog was happening in. And depression was happening because my intestines were so busy. Mm. My immune system was so busy causing all kinds of allergic reactions and and food sensitivities. So the immune system was going crazy and therefore was getting confused and giving me allergies. Right. Mm -hmm. And also so busy that actually I got a couple of infections at that time because we cannot deal with everything else. Mm-hmm. the nutrients that i was getting were not really the right ones or the necessary ones or in the amounts necessary mm-hmm. so my nervous system around the intestine wasn't producing mm-hmm. enough serotonin in part because it was you know putting attention on regulating other adaptation and survival mechanisms for my for my hyperpermeability my leaky gut mm-hmm. i mean everything is connected right mm-hmm. so but also everything is connected to the food that we eat because that's where everything starts mm-hmm. and at times like this the least chemicals that you put inside and the more color of plants that you put inside mm-hmm. the best chances you will have of having a robust and prepared immune system.
0: I love how you answered my question because it is clear that we can indeed affect our own immunity by simply making better choices in how and what we eat. Now, given the times we are in, I had several people asking me, is it safe to go on a detox right now?
1: I wouldn't go from zero to a hundred in a minute. Like for example, I'm doing now intermittent fasting, but I'm doing like serious intermittent fasting. You know, I don't eat for 24 hours, then I I have celery juice, then, 24 hours I don't eat, then I have a really good meal with all the protein, yesterday I had a salad, you you should see, it was was like an explosion of colors and and I added some fish because I kind of felt that my body needed protein and sometimes, you know, detoxification, it's not like you're doing a detox program. I called it that way because it was geared towards supporting the detox system. But mm-hmm. you, what you're doing with that is you're doing a lot of things. You are calming down inflammation. You are somehow restoring the health of your gut, allowing the good bacteria to grow and promoting the bad bacteria to, you know, to be eliminated. You are balancing your pH. You're, you're doing everything, right? The intense detox programs like I'm doing or the just water fasting, or the the famous what's it called, the lemon and maple syrup and water. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Anyways, those are too intense for these times. Because mm-hmm. what it's true also that once you start detoxing, then the body says okay, well, and then it puts all its energy there, and then and then also you, you know you're yeah. left in the city, you, you know. But a program like the clean program, which is really balanced to life mm-hmm. in the city and. It's the ideal time because you don't even have an excuse to say, well, I have a party or I have a dinner or I have a wedding or, you know, I'm going on vacation. (laughs) No, no excuse. excuse. The amazing Mm -hmm. thing is that it's not like you do the program for your immune system and then hope that, you know, it'll be able to fight the virus. You're also doing it for your self-esteem, for your quality of sleep, for the look of your skin, for the feel of your skin, for the patience that you gain, that you can give to your family members afterwards. Many, many, I mean, most of the people that do the team program are women. And most of the women that have kids tell us. Some report to us something in that regard like I'm a better mother now I'm more present with my kids you know i like to you know I feel freer in my body so I play with them and I, things that they hadn't done for a while mm-hmm. so this is not okay I'm gonna do this and you know you don't notice anything mm-hmm. and you know you do yeah you're doing it for the detox, detox mm-hmm. system whatever you know, just like some of the supplements that we take, mm-hmm. sometimes we take for years, supplement, supplement, supplement. Mm-hmm. You don't even know if it's doing any good. You're just hoping, you know. And then you stop them, and you realize you don't feel any different. Right? <laughs> so that yeah. this is not what that is. This is mm-hmm. like a transformative experience which will mm-hmm. elevate you in, in every sense, spiritually, yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically.
0: Alejandro, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to seeing Clean Program continue to find its way to many more homes and people and transforming their lives just like you did mine. For those who would want to hear more and learn more, you can check out Alejandro's latest book, Clean 7, as well as Clean Program. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast share it or tell a friend about it until next time